Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. This, this, this is Growing in Grace. I don't know how she does that, Cap. Um, pretty pretty <laughs> clever how she does that. <laughs> I, had, I had the opportunity to uh, do lunch with her and her husband a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen them for years. But, Were they uh, in town? Because we're, we're talking about, of course, Amy Walter. Uh, she does our uh, intro there and outro for our podcast. So you got to, was she in yeah. town? It was after church. They were in town, and and uh, we got invited to go along with some of their family, and and so yeah, that was neat because she's uh, in Nashville. You know, we used these days. to be pretty good friends, and um, distance separates us now. But uh, yeah, we talked about the Fighter days a little bit. But they had the Christian rock band called Fighter that her and her husband were involved in, and uh, so yeah, and she's still involved in the music business, by the way, helping get artists started and helping them to perform live on stage and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, she's into some fun stuff. And yeah, speaking of Fighter, the band that she was in, go to YouTube, and the last time I checked, there are several Fighter songs on there. Type in Fighter, Bang the Drum. That tune there, that song itself, Bang the Drum, is an awesome <laughs> freedom song, an awesome grace song, and uh, they also have some other ones. She was the lead singer for some of their songs, and then they had a male lead singer for, uh, like, Bang the Drum and some of the other ones, too. So, yeah. Yeah, good, uh, that good was stuff Sean. From, yep. from, like, 20 years ago, really. <laughs> Life flies by, man. It flies by. <laughs> well, hey, we're glad you're with us here on Growing in Grace our weekly podcast where Joel and I get together and just have some casual conversation, as you've already found out probably. And and uh, it's all good news, though. Man, you should not walk away feeling worse than when you came in. So uh, <laughs> be, why? Because this is what the gospel is. It's good news. It's meant to bring salvation and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We've got that in, in Jesus Christ. And Joel, let's talk a little bit about this because we hear a lot of stuff out there in the in the religious world, the, the Christian church world sometimes. I, I went for a lot of my Christian life. I got you know saved at a young age, and I, I went for quite a long time often thinking that God was disappointed with me or that I wasn't doing enough, feeling bad about it, walking in condemnation, trying to rededicate and reconfess everything that I could think of that I did wrong and, and just try and get a clean start, a second chance, all of that. And because I was led to believe to some degree by the, the church world system that God came to straighten us out through Jesus Christ. And why did Jesus come? We've got you know some things that we can look at here in the scripture, but in a nutshell, Jesus came to save the world. He, he didn't come in spite of what I had been told, or what a lot of people think, he wasn't coming to wag his finger and start telling us people to get it right. Or, you know, if we didn't do it good enough, then we're in danger of an eternal damnation. When Jesus came, Joel, um, he came ministering the law and the commandments during that Sermon on the Mount. But most people have it in mind that Jesus came changing the rules making them even harder. And, you know, the Jewish people who were under that covenant, the covenant had already failed. Not so much the covenant itself, but the people within that covenant, they blew it. They did not live up to the covenant because they they just couldn't. 
because the covenant, the covenant really demanded perfection. So to suggest that Jesus came with another set of rules added to the ones that already exist that are even harder than the ones that nobody could keep doesn't make much sense, does it? <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Here, you guys, you couldn't keep those 613 laws, and so I'm just going to make it harder, and uh, now, now you're going to be able to do it. <laughs> you're right there. It doesn't make any sense at all. And uh, you used the phrase in there, um, second chances, and that's um, that's a big phrase for me because I used to have this idea that, well, God's a God of second chances. Now, I understand what people mean when they say that, but really, if you think about it, God doesn't give us second chances. He knew that we couldn't do it in the first place. So he, it's not like he gave us a chance to get things right and we blew it, and so now he's going to give us a second chance to get it right. And then if we blow it, maybe he'll give us a third chance. But he doesn't do that. What he does is he wipes out all of our chances to get it right, and he says, I am going to get it right for you. It's like you say, he didn't come wagging his finger at us saying, all right, you blew it, you know, doggone it, you better get it right the next time. It wasn't anything like that. It was he came to save and to seek that which is lost, that's what Christ came for. He came to reconcile the world to God. That's what God was doing in Christ, was reconciling the world to him, not counting people's sins against them. You see, the law, you know, you talked about how the Jews had the law, and they didn't live up to it. The law had already done a fine and dandy job of condemning, of uh, putting people down, of uh, accusing. That was the law's job. Christ's job was to save, was, was to redeem, was to give us new life. That's what we have in Christ. It's totally, as we were talking about last week, it's a totally different covenant. It's a totally different way of life. Not about us and our attempts, but it's, it's what God has done for us in Christ. Exactly. And, you know, Jesus, it says in, in 1 John that Jesus was, was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And, and he did that. It's not an ongoing work. It's a finished work. It's a completed work. Jesus did all that was necessary while he was on the earth. And so sin was dealt with. That was a big problem. Sin, sin was dealt with. Uh, it was taken away. And perfection in this new covenant can now be found in us because it was found in him and we've been placed in him. So under this new system, under the new covenant, even when we're not perfect, we are still considered perfected without all the, the guilt and condemnation and other baggage that came in, through the old covenant that the Jews failed under. So I'm in 1 John chapter 4, and just pulling a verse out here, Joel, uh, we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. I mean, this is why he came. Jesus didn't come to bring condemnation. He didn't come to, to, to bring guilt or to show people how wrong they were doing it because the law was already showing the Jewish people how wrong they were doing it. It was always there to remind them that they were stuck in sin, that they were not perfected, and they suffered from a guilty conscience. Uh, the law was a part of that. Again, the law wasn't the problem. The law in and of itself was not the problem. The problem was that people could not live up to what the law demanded. And, and that was all by design, of course. God set it up this way. Before the foundation of the world, it was set up this way to ultimately show us humans 
that we could not continue to live off of the same tree that Adam and Eve ate, that Adam and Eve ate from, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They had the intention of thinking that, well, we could become like God, not realizing they already were, and we're going to have some of this here fruit, and then we'll have this knowledge where we, we can determine uh, you know, we can determine what right is and what wrong is and avoid the wrong choices and make the right choices. And we've still got people today living off of that tree. We want the tree of life, the life of Christ, not the rules that bring death and condemnation. Yeah, that's exa- exactly right. Like you say, the law is what brought death and condemnation. The Spirit is what brought life, and uh, it's through Jesus Christ and His sacrifice that we've been perfected. I'm looking in Hebrews 10, and there is just there's so much that I could draw out of this, and so I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to withhold myself and hold myself back from getting into all of this. But I just wanted to bring this out. Talks about how every priest back in the Old Covenant stands daily ministering and offering time after time after time all these same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. You see, that's what the law did. You had all these sacrifices all the time, but sin could never be taken away. But he, it says in verse 12 of Hebrews 10, but he, having offered one sacrifice for all sins, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward until his enemies be made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And that's us. That's what Christ did. Christ came not to point his finger at us, not to condemn us, not to make us feel bad for our sin, but to sanctify us by his blood, by his offering, not by what we can do, not by our offerings to God, not by our offerings of right living to God, but by Christ's blood. That's how we have been perfected forever. And uh, verse 18 of Hebrews 10 says, Now where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer any offering for sin. That one offering for sin, Christ's one offering for sin, did it all. That's what we rest in. You know, we don't rest, again, in trying to get it right for God. We rest in the fact that God has already gotten it right for us, and he's invited us to join in, uh, in, in the things that he's done. There you go. We've been invited in, yeah, to, to what he has done, and, and that is so true. And, and you know, so, so God did not send Jesus into the world to judge the world or to condemn the world, John three seventeen, Because here's the thing, I mean, because we've got all kinds of judgment and finger-pointing going on in Christian circles today. And guess what? Um, we're, we, we've all fallen short, right? Mm-hmm. And don't think that somehow... God is going to start grading you on a curve because you're doing it pretty good. Right. Uh, and somehow that makes you more acceptable. Um, because I, I see people all the time, Joel, uh, looking down at others who, who may or may not be Christians, but they're always being the accuser of somebody's lifestyle, of somebody's act- action or activity, uh, immorality or whatever. And there's a place for the love of Christ to be inserted into these people's lives. But it isn't by pointing your finger and, and accusing people, because is what they're doing really any worse than what you're doing? And, and I mean, you, you can try to hide it from other people, but you know deep down there are still some, some issues within your own heart that haven't been uh, completely dealt with uh, from your own perspective. I mean, you, you still fall short. You still make mistakes. You still have sin here and there. 
And so it's easy to point fingers at somebody else as if their sin is worse than yours. Yeah, I've seen that uh, like a picture going around on Facebook from time to time. You know, don't judge me because uh, just because your sins are different than mine. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it's the, the standard. You know, according to Jesus, like you say, he, he God didn't grade on a curve. Uh, but in that Sermon on the Mount, you know, Jesus said, you shall be perfect. You know, the standard is perfection. It's not, the standard isn't how well I live compared to how well somebody else's live, uh, how somebody else lives. The standard is how, the, the standard was the law. We all fell short of that, and we were all made perfect through the blood of Jesus Christ, and that is now the standard. Jesus Christ himself is the standard, and anything less than Christ falls short, and so we rest and we place our confidence in Jesus Christ himself, not uh, through anything that we've done, and we can, we can thank God for all that he's done for us. He says in, in Ephesians, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, and that's all in Christ Jesus and not in our own works. Well, we're getting a little close to Christmas, uh, just uh, about a week and a half away. And uh, next week on Growing in Grace, we'll talk a little bit about the Christmas tree of life. <laughs> I'm going to get into some talk, maybe spend a few weeks uh, talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil versus the tree of life. So get set for some Christmas tree of life talk next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.